You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. Hello, AfterBuzzers. Welcome back to Revenge Season 3, Episode 10, Exodus. Of course, we had the amazing mid-season finale wedding episode tonight. We have a lot to talk about here. Of course, I am your host, Roxy Stryer, alongside Sarah Giroux. So happy to have you back here. I'm so glad to be back. We missed you last week. <laughs> I missed you guys, actually. And Surprisingly. Hey. Surprisingly. <laughs> I think we take offense to that. And of course, Phil Svitek in the booth helping us out and co-hosting. I take such offense to that because I was setting, <laughs> we were setting her up uh, yeah. with guys we know a little bit more. So uh, we're only currently accepting tattoo guide applications. Oh, right. We were last week taking applications for me. And I'm just going to say I'm personally offended by the small amount of applicants I got with eligible bachelors out there. And by small amount, I mean... I, I, I was we, I was I was weeding them out. Oh, is that what happened? They have to be worthy. Oh, so, oh. so Sarah's have to be tatted up. Um, well, let me let me clarify. If they're really nice and they don't have tattoos, I will consider it. However, if they have <laughs> tattoos and they're weird, you won't consider it. No That's, butterfly tattoos. for Oh you. yeah, exactly. They need to be classy and cool. <laughs> and, and before we start tonight's episode, we wanted to give a shout out to our number one fan, Mrs. Kathy Giroux, Sarah's Woo! mom, who watches Hi, every mom. week. So, hello, <laughs> and thank you for watching us. And thank you guys, all of you fans, for watching us and keeping with us here at Revenge. We love you guys, and we love hearing what you guys have to say. So, of course, as always, go to iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe, and YouTube. Of course, just keep the conversation going with us because we want to talk to you. Speaking of which, let's jump into tonight's episode. I want your guys' thoughts overall. How did this feel? Did it feel like the mid-season finale? Are we missing something, or are you satisfied with the episode tonight? At first, I was a little concerned, but then towards the end, I literally almost had a heart attack. So so you were more concerned. Well, I was more <laughs> concerned, but I was happier with the episode because it was more exciting. Okay, what about you, Phil? Yeah, it was definitely a really slow build. And so I was like, where's this going? Um, you know, they showed the plan initially. And so, you know, I remember the teaser last week. It was Victoria getting arrested. So I was like, oh, that's not going to happen. Because as soon as it was part of the plan, it, you know, everything that was supposed to be part of the plan was never going to happen that way. And so, but yeah, it, it dragged along. But as soon as everything hit, I was like, WTF, oh my God, I dropped everything. And I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't. That's my new favorite phrase. I, I can't. can't. I just can't. I can accept that. I can't. Those are the two things that people are making fun of me for saying. I, I just that. can't with you. I can't. I-, I thought that it was a pretty good episode. Like you said, when we were watching, we literally were watching you hit pause for a second. And you're like, there's only eight minutes to go. Like, what the hell's going yeah. on? Um, and then we have all this action at the end. We're definitely left with a cliffhanger. We can say that for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I know that. For me as a fan, I thought this was a great episode because 
it ensured that I'm coming back in January. You know, there's no way you see this and you're like, mm, maybe I won't watch the show anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I got to know what's going on. I have to know. So just like I'll be returning in January, we have people returning to the show. <laughs> and there's there's two is that a good segue? <laughs> it is totally. You know, not to get too far into predictions or anything like that, but the, it, it's always twofold in the sense that you know you come back of like, well, you know, I think I think many people were coming back to see tonight's episode because of Lydia. They were like, we don't like this, but we want to see where it's going. This is the different side of it. We're like, I have to see what's going on because this is crazy good. You know, there's that difference. Uh, I, I'm going to see this because I don't know where they're going and it seems weird or. This is so good. I need to see it. And you feel like this is this is so good. I need to see it. Correct. But the Lydia thing, you don't feel that way about. I'm saying the Lydia thing because I, you know, from having read Twitter and our comments, they were like, "Okay, we've done Lydia. We don't need it." But in tonight's episode, ironically, um, I didn't mind Lydia. Right. I actually thought it worked out well in in terms of how it developed. I do kind of agree with you, and we're going to talk about Lydia in a little bit. But that person I was actually referring to coming back is Patrick. So we have Patrick, who's back in tonight's episode, and it seems like he's here to stay for a little bit. I'm happy to have him back. Personally, I love Patrick and Nolan. I don't know whether it's just because I think Gabriel Mann is just, as I've said time and time again on the show, the most incredibly talented actor of all time. I am so in belief with everything that he does. Everything he does, I'm like, I, I believe you. Yep. So his love and passion for Patrick, I feel it. I really do. And I really enjoy their relationship. How do you feel about the two of them being together and about Patrick being back on the show? I definitely enjoy their relationship. Um, I always wonder what Patrick would think if he knew more about what was going on, what his morals would do in this situation. Well, you might not have to wonder too much longer (laughs) because Patrick (laughs) finds – I mean, what was the deal with this guy? So he opens a drawer and there's a bunch of remotes. And then he clicks a button on one of them, and there's a safe there. <laughs> a painting moves, and yeah. some safe comes out. Remember, we, we, remember there was the safe that Emily put her stuff in. Um, remember, he, he moved in and things like that. It was, so it was introduced early on in the season. Um, and so, it, by the way, Emily also put her stuff aside in the house. And, uh, you know, you just got to be careful of where you place your revenge items. Right, but of course <laughs> they know that at this point. I mean... There's no way that Nolan would be... But again, but yes, but they're blinded by love. Especially Nolan. I mean, he couldn't be more euphoric. Do we feel like Nolan actually has feelings for Patrick? Or do we feel like... I mean, we know that they're a little bit there at least, but do we feel like part of this is just to help out Emily and keep him distracted? Or do we think that it's completely because he has feelings? It's like when you ask... Um, okay, on a film set, sometimes there's like... Oh, I'm like, nervous. Your analogies can get weird sometimes. <laughs> they do get weird. <laughs> yeah. This is a true... Like, it, in in uh, a movie that we produced, uh, I had one of my guy friends, he, there was a sorority scene. And I said, okay, you got to basically just talk to the girls, the sorority sisters until they're seen. And it might be like eight, nine hours until their scene happens. So just keep them entertained. So he's like, okay. <laughs> so it's just like an added... You know, so it's like when, when Emily gives him that plan, so it's like, yeah, I could do that. I can I can I can not get him on the boat. So it's like an added bonus. You get what I'm saying? I can yeah. accept that. I can accept that. All right, that, <laughs> that was a good. I know. What about you? What are you thinking about it? Um, I I think it's a little bit of both as well. Um, it was a task that he was willing to take because it wasn't going to be that hard for him. So it's a little bit of both for me. 
Are we skeptical about Patrick at all, about what his motives are? I mean, we know what he did to Conrad. Do we think that that was an anomaly, not what he usually is like? Or do we think that there's a lot to him that we don't know? I think he's not, not to say he's one-dimensional, but I think he has, as of now, we're seeing two things. He does have a love for Patrick, but um, he will do anything to protect Victoria and even give up his love for or, uh, Nolan, right? And so I think that's his only dimension is whatever he's got to do to protect and care for Victoria. Okay. And what the great part about Patrick being back is it it was this negotiation. Now Victoria is coming to the wedding. So we were wondering last week, oh, how are we going to get Victoria to the wedding? And we're going to be annoyed if she just randomly changed her mind and decides to go. For me, this was fulfilling enough that this was how it all um, went down. Basically, Patrick comes back, and he's pro-family. We know Patrick's always been pro-family. Conrad <laughs> allows Patrick back on the base that Victoria will be going to the wedding. I know that Emily approached Conrad about this, but why do we think it's so important for Conrad, like, so important that he would let Patrick back to have Victoria at the wedding? Uh, Conrad is pretty selfish. Why does he care so much? Well, he was saying something about he didn't want Victoria's absence to be the main focal point at the wedding. Right, but why does he even care? I feel like he just, he's degaff about anybody but himself. Yeah. Uh, maybe it has to do with Lydia and he wants, I don't really know I don't exactly. Think I think, you know, in these past couple episodes and past meaning like literally the last ten episodes, Emily and Conrad have developed a weird relationship. Yeah. And... But it, but he has always loved Daniel, you know, for better or worse. That's but, true. But there, but I think in, in an odd way they have developed this friendship almost. <laughs> I agree. I think it's kind of weird. And honestly, I think that the relationships that Emily is developing with Charlotte, with Daniel, with Conrad, with all of them, I still think she that she hates Conrad. I really do think that, but. Oh, certainly. I, I loved her line. Um, my father would, I, yeah. I share the same exact feelings towards you as my father would. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but I, I do think that it's as the years go by, I mean, we're on year three here, it's going to get harder and harder. Um, and we know that her revenge plan, this was supposed to be it, and it didn't work. Which means, of course, she's going to think of another one and then another one. And as the years go on, she's instead of developing fake relationships, they're actually turning into real relationships, especially with Charlotte, who's her legitimate sister. Yeah. So do you think at some point her quest for revenge is going to be outweighed by the relationship she's developing? I think it's possible, but I don't know if the show would actually go in that direction because then what is the show? Just a soap opera? Well, I think think that would be the end of the show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the show... Let's talk about it for a second. I know it's more about predictions, but the show could end in one of two ways. She either gets her revenge or she doesn't. Yeah. You know? Um, And we know from the very first season that what the father wants is for her to do what he couldn't and and let go. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what he says in her note. He says, I I don't remember the exact wording. Do you guys remember? He says, "I, I don't want you to hold the grudge or seek vengeance. I hope that you are able to... Live and let live, basically. Yeah. But if you can't, here are all the facts and whatever happens. So I think that the show could either end with her getting her revenge 
Or it can end with her becoming who her father wanted her to become. Or maybe that will be her revenge to forgive everyone because... Well, then that wouldn't... I don't think that would be it's defined as revenge technically exactly. revenge, but for her to be happy and get what she really does want, like family and friends and everything, that would be kind of revenge. I, I guess so. I guess you could consider it like that, but... Anyway, that's just predictions. I'm I'm just going off on tangents now. Everybody's like, oh, God, talk about tonight's episode. Yeah. Okay, so we've got Patrick back. And yes, like you were mentioning before, of course, we have Lydia back as well. Well, just real fast, uh, in terms of Patrick, you know, he I like all these new, not new players, but old players being reshuffled into the deck are, uh, you know, small elements that uh, fickle the plot, right? You know, it's like, oh, well, Pat- Patrick, he can't get on that boat. But it was that nice line from Emily of like, oh, I hope Patrick comes. Oh, don't worry. He's just picking up a few things. But he'll meet us in Nantucket. You know what I mean? So I like these little developments and these many uh, battles, so to speak. You like them because you feel like it leaves – it lets there not be plot holes or because why? No, not – not. you know, I don't think it's necessarily plot holes. I just think they're nice developments and they added something to what was going on and what could have been a simple thing, you know? Okay. Yeah, I could see what you're saying. To me, they're a little unnecessary, especially for a mid-season finale. I wish that we got more. Of Here's the thing: like, what I think, you know what I mean? I, I get what you're saying, but I think um, what what it felt like, and this this is ultimately in the best of ways, was you know that everything was riding on this day, right? And so it just became about everything has to be perfect. Okay, now Patrick's here. Okay, shoot, I got to deal with Patrick, and we'll talk about Lydia and all these different things, right? And they dealt with because it was so uh, last minute. They dealt with all these different problems at such a cursory level. They didn't have time to go through all the details and things like that to make sure that everything was going to go to according to plan. It just you had to make decision, 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 and ultimately, you know, that was everything. Just you know, as we talk about the wedding, that was the biggest hiccup, and nothing went to plan. Right. It is true. Nothing went to plan. And I think that knowing how life works, there should have been plan B, plan C, plan Q, you know? I, I mean, I know that we find that Emily has this, what did she call it? The tracking button. device. Yeah, whatever like a that was. button. <laughs> Backup plan, basically. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, how could you bank on the fact that if you spill on somebody's dress, then they're going to go down into a room? And then you're going to be able to lock it, and they're going to go by themselves, and nobody's going to notice that you went missing, and nobody's going to follow you, and everybody's going to, you know, there were just so many variables that it might not be the most realistic thing for somebody of Emily or Aiden's uh, life. Let me ask you: knowledge. Did did people <laughs> did did the good guys, quote unquote, respond in a non-emotional way? Because I felt like every decision I need you tonight... to tell me who the good guys are. Because it's <laughs> okay. like, you know I don't I mean? know. Okay, I'm going to define um, you know, uh, Jack, but Jack isn't part of the plan um, in this sense. But I would say Aiden, Nolan, and, and Emily are, okay. the th- are the three three core members, especially tonight. Right? A team good guy. Team good guy. And it became... <laughs> GG for life. Remember Aiden has that, like, you know, has that line of... <laughs> Aiden says that line... Um, you know, nothing's going to ruin our wedding. Right. And so it, it just felt like to me like an angry kid of like, this is my birthday and everything has to be good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It just became everything almost out of hatred and anger rather than strategic planning. 
Okay. In those in those late moments. I see what you're saying. I do. I can accept that. <laughs> I, I I do want to talk about Lydia though, guys. So Lydia's back, and as you mentioned before, who? Sorry, fans. Uh you guys seem to be pretty pissed about this. I I lie somewhere in the middle. I'm not as angry as some of you guys seem to be, but nobody really wants her here. Nobody was excited for her return. We thought she was dead and kind of wanted her to stay that way. Has nothing to do with the actress. She does a fantastic job. It just seems like a weird character to bring back and as if it wasn't going to make the plot line progress. However, tonight's episode, I really thought she was important and I don't know how they could have done it without her. How do you feel? Well, I think it definitely added some dynamic with Victoria. I thought that they were going to get into a little cat fight down in the boat, but then it turned out that Victoria was very glad <laughs> to have that evidence. Yeah. So, uh, why do you think that she gave her the evidence? Because do you think she's trying to make amends or just because Lydia wants to burn Emily or she wants Victoria's respect or blessing with Conrad? I think she wants to she wants into, back into the Hamptons, and how, how, how can she do that but by exposing uh, the people who, quote-unquote, don't belong in the Hamptons, you okay. know? So you think it's because she wants back in. But if that's why, then why to Lydia? Why not show it to Conrad? I mean, why to Victoria? Victoria? Why, um, well, because... Well, um, because Stumped Conrad... No, because Conrad <laughs> would do something different with it. I think... She's trying to get the most bang for her buck. And right now, who's emotionally charged against uh, Emily? Emily. It's Victoria. She's going to, you know, uh, as Conrad says to her, like, let's stir things up. And she's like, let's. I think it's (laughs) almost like her peace treaty. I think she's almost like, listen, I'm sleeping with your husband. But But here you go. But (laughs) I know you don't really love him. So that's not why you're hurt. You're just hurt because your image. And here's something that's going to make your image better. And make you seem less crazy. You know what I mean? Is everything better now? <laughs> yeah. I honestly, in a messed up sense, I really it think that's what she Victoria's thinks. Victoria's face. <laughs> and Victoria, like, really accepted the peace offering. Yeah. No joke. Like, it, it really was like a box of the fanciest chocolate she could give her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she took it. And now I think that they'll maybe go back to being friends. Maybe. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I think they're going to be on, on team better ba- terms. Team bad guy? Yeah. Yeah. BG team for bad life? guys, yeah. BG who's, for life. Who's captain of Team Bad Guy? Uh, and is Daniel on Team Bad Guy? Daniel's not on Team Bad Guy. Conrad, there's there's two teams. Conrad's leading one team, um, and then there's Victoria. And Victoria and Conrad aren't on the same team? Oh, absolutely not. They sometimes align. So which one's Team Bad Guy? I They're mean, BG1 and BG2? Correct. Ah, oh. there's and, different sectors. Of- and and Daniel and Charlotte are on Team Confused. There, I mean, especially Charlotte early on in this season. Was yeah, like, poor what, honey. What are you doing, girl? Dude, you are like our resident Charlotte. <laughs> I can't get over how similar you guys look. You that like, is so sweet. you like need to be cast as her sister and something. Maybe I could be her stunt double. Hell yeah, that would be so cool. I could be like Emily Thorne, badass, but. Charlotte version. Oh my god, we gotta get you on the show as oh long god. lost stepsister found yeah. David Clark's other daughter at some point re- reunited from the sea. 
I like the way you're thinking. Partial absurd. mermaid lady. That would be absurd. really cool. Absurd? Because, uh, Excuse yeah, you're right. me? You're right. That's absurd because what they planned tonight for this wedding <laughs> by, with the taking your own blood out of your arm in this emergency garter belt, that's not absurd. It was kind of cool though. It was kind of okay. cool. <laughs> and, going back, and speaking about Lydia, what did you guys think of the kind of almost tit for tat between Conrad and Lydia? And then eventually from Margot, he finds that, oh, she does love me. I don't know. I, I felt this was weird. I don't know why I felt exactly like this, but I felt bad for Lydia almost at, at first because she came back with all intentions on screwing over Conrad. And then she kind of falls for him, but then he didn't believe her. And because he found the book, and then she had nothing. But then again, Lydia is just a massive Team BG, so I don't, I don't really, really like her. Or care. Yeah, <laughs> but I did feel a little bad for her, and I, I thought it was an interesting dynamic. I do think now that Margot said that, which really was the only role Margot played in tonight's episode, I do think now that she said that, um, Conrad is in full belief, and. He'll stay like this now. I don't think it's going to go back and forth. Lydia is going to be like, should I throw him under the bus? Shouldn't I? Should I rat him out? Shouldn't I? I think now they're together. What do you think? I agree. And now that she's supposedly going to get her home back, her plan might... Well, now she has to. The deal's been signed. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the deal is... I know. Remember they said, I'll start the deal today. It will be finished tomorrow. I don't know. There's got to be some loophole. It was. It, I mean, it was interesting. Uh, again, it, when they made that deal, it was like, okay, well, I know I'm not going to have the house tomorrow because I'll be quote unquote dead. Yeah, right. So do as you will with it. You know, just to just <laughs> yeah. to make the plan go according to plan. Right, but I would also assume, and I could be mistaken, that if Conrad and Lydia are actually doing the damn thing, then, then she would live with him, right? Yeah, yeah. And Victoria would live in. Her other house somewhere. Maybe with she'll Patrick. live. In, she'll live in the beach house. <laughs> Guys, I still see this weird sexual tension between Patrick and, um, yeah. and Victoria. I was gonna say that earlier. Like, and what do you think about that? That's what's bothering me. I still don't believe that he is her son. Why is he so creepy, protective over her? Why there's so many questions in that relationship? There just is like a spark there. Yeah. And Victoria likes it, you can tell. Maybe the actors have hooked up in real life. And it's showing in the show. Don't make rumors that you can't come on. From what I hear, no, I'm, I'm absolutely kidding. Dear God, please know that I am kidding. Jokes. Do not, oh my God, I'm going to, my name is going to be dragged through the mud now. Slander is about to come my way. Anyway, though, so we finally, we've come to this day. We are at the wedding. Here we are. We're on the big day of revenge. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for this lovely song. I've asked this before, but I wonder if this is the most played song in the world ever. Do you think there are that many weddings every day? Yeah. Right, right now, there are five weddings going on in the world. What song, Not mine! <laughs> what song do you think is played more than this song? Britney's work. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Maybe or currently, I have played... What did you say, Britney what? <laughs> Happy birthday. Whoa, did you just steal that? Happy birthday. Oh, no, that's me? I thought that was my voice. Soundbite. <laughs> it's like, how did you get... Anyway, so we're at this... <laughs> I'm just going to move on because I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, can't. I can't stop laughing. So we're at, we're at this big, big, big day. 
and we think we have everything set. We think it's perfect, and it's clearly not. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll just face oh, you. Man. Is that okay? I'll face you guys. Ooh, I'm better um, now. <laughs> and what goes wrong? What is the thing that sets everything off? Is it giving the picture, or is it that Daniel's calling Sarah? I mean, to you guys. It's not one thing. It, okay, let's talk about da- I want to talk about <laughs> Daniel. Um, you go right ahead then, Phil. I, because he was all in. And then today he's like, I got to talk to Sarah. Oh, I. <laughs> but even when he, it's so bizarre because even like when he says his vows and stuff, I believe him. He's like, I love you for always. And then he's like calling Sarah the next minute. He's like, I'm going to be a better man. Indecisive. And then he's like talking about Sarah. Well, he kept trying to convince himself, right? Even Victoria catches him. But early on, when, when they're doing the cake, um, you know, he says, "I'm going to be a great husband, even better father." And like he said, he, he's trying to verbalize these things so that way perhaps they'll come to be. But you know, he when <laughs> Victoria talked to him, he just looked plastered, which he played quite well. His <laughs> his eyes yeah. were great. Like, yeah, he uh, was. I'm hammered. He was wasted, and you know, fraternity boy. <laughs> totally. Can't get the frat, bro. Take the bro out of the frat, but you can't take the frat out of the bro. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm so wise beyond my... <laughs> anyway, let's talk about what's going on while the wedding is going on. We've got Jack and Sarah. I mean, this was just about the saddest scene of all time. It was like two lost love puppies just sitting there drinking away their feelings. Did Sarah proposition... Jack for sex? Like I don't know. Are you what? She, she was trying she to be said, iced. She wanted to be iced. She yes, she wanted to be she not only wanted to be iced, she said it in the most iced. direct way. Play your cards right and you're gonna get laid tonight, Jack Porter. Like they, she could have been with like a flower Hawaiian lay. Yeah. Duh. Not according to the subtitles. <laughs> uh, that's true, the spelling <laughs> would have been different. But then we find out that she Jack calls her cab. And that she goes home and she tries to commit suicide. Okay, here's the... Okay. Plot twist. Pl- yeah. Plot twist indeed. Going back just one <coughs> moment. Wait, wait, never mind. Um, I'm sorry. One more time? What was that? Okay, no, because... Okay, okay she was... Uh. She was so <laughs> sad. I mean, had the hooking up with Jack prevented her attempted suicide... Had it, had they hooked up, would it have prevented oh. the suicide or attempted suicide? Uh, yes, Jack tried to kill her. That's what happened. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're now you're the one starting rumors. <laughs> I don't know. I do think she wouldn't have tried to kill herself like while icing someone. That seems a little weird. Like, you wouldn't literally be having sex and trying to kill yourself simultaneously, but I don't think that having sex with him would have stopped her from then going home and trying to kill herself. Okay, two points. Well, one you actually made about the forgiveness, so I want you to talk about that. But secondary, uh, what was your guys' take on Jack reacting to the fact that, you know, she was telling him, you know, only a few days ago he was playing with my heart and things like that, and, you know, now he's married to Emily or, like, what goes on through Jack's mind in those moments? I thought that this entire conversation 
all had deeper meaning than what was actually going on and that the things that Sarah were saying were actually things that Jack was thinking. Mm-hmm. And it was like coming to revelation so speak for to him. speak to forgiveness. Um, she was talking about how she didn't want to forgive... Sarah was talking about how she didn't want to forgive Daniel because she said once she did, then it would be the end of things. And if we saw the last moments with Emily and Jack tonight... Uh, he got very angry with her and it almost seemed not out of place because she was, she was, was telling him things that were frustrating, but he, he didn't seem to want to end on good terms. You know, he said he did, but he blew it up out of proportion. And I really think that even though Sarah was saying those things, Jack was feeling them that he didn't want to forgive Emily because forgiving her meant letting her go. And it meant kind of the end of their relationship, what more did they have to communicate about once he forgives her? Yeah. Nothing, you know? Any of the communication they have is her, like, saying I'm sorry or asking for forgiveness or explaining how things happened or talking about Emily versus Amanda, you know? And that that's all he has left of her. Yeah. Is kind of this hatred and this, or, or this f- hatred as a cover, you know? So I, I think that, yes, it was Sarah speaking, but I think she was speaking for the both of them, which is what I think propels him to go in the end to the beach. I don't think he really is about Locket. I think it's about... <laughs> that was an excuse to go there. Right, you know, I, I mean, what's he going to do? It, but it's awkward. It's awkward because she's so openly in love with Aiden. You know, it's not like Daniel where she's fake in love. She's yeah. openly in love with Aiden. And there's a proposal. And they're engaged, you mean? Yeah, and they're engaged. I don't know if Jack knows that, but... I feel like he, at this point he probably does. But, yeah, you're right. They're engaged. So, it's like I don't really know what Jack wants, but I think he can feel it inside that, you know, that feeling like you're meant to be with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, And I don't know. I don't know if you guys have ever felt like that or you've had an ex that you were... In order to maintain a relationship with them, you had to, like, just keep anger even though maybe you weren't (laughs) even angry anymore but that was the only thing left you had is that something that you guys can relate to or is that something that we think is i i (laughs) thought it was a relatable moment of the show i thought that you know i i think people can think about times where even if it's a friendship you know you are pissed at a friend of yours and you guys haven't been friends in a while but like the only thing you have left of the relationship is that that feeling of anger betrayal or just not forgiving somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I love when the show does things like that that are so relatable because some of the themes of the show are so unrelatable, such as trying to take down an entire family based on the murder yeah. of your father, you know? So I, I love when they can find these moments to humanize what's actually going on. Yeah, that's why I like Sarah and Daniel so much. Right, it's a good point. Yeah. They're kind of a down, not that they're a couple, but when they are together, they yeah. bring each other and they're down it's to real. earth. And it, yeah, it does seem <laughs> to be real. But what do you guys think about this suicide or this attempted suicide? Why did the roommate call Daniel? And how is this going to affect the rest of the show? Well, he probably, or is the roommate a girl or a guy? Doesn't matter. Uh, I was going to say he, she, he, she. Um... Probably called Daniel because he knows, or she knows, that Sarah loves him and that there's something there. Why, like, who else would there have been to call? But 
I'm assuming the roommate knew that he was on his honeymoon. Yeah. So, so. how do you think it's going to affect the rest of the show, then? Hmm. You think it's going to make him realize he needs to be with her? Yeah. Um, and especially now that he's heard what he has heard that Emily yeah. said. There's Here's no the way. Thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's twofold in that sense. Like, okay, if you ask me this question and he hadn't found out what he did with Victoria and Emily, then that's a different question. Now that he yeah. knows that, it's like, okay. <laughs> but I don't it, – it's just so confusing. I, I mean, the fact that he was still thinking about her on their wedding day yeah. regardless, um, you know, just goes to show that I think deep down he really loves her and, you know uh, – even if there was a true love of Emily, or if Emily's love towards Daniel was real, he still doesn't love her. Do you guys think it's possible to be in love with two different people at the same time? No. Maybe different kinds of love. Like, I love my mom, and no, I no, can in love. Yeah. That's a toughie. I've never been in a situation where I could because weigh I, that. I do think it is possible. I do think it's possible. However, I don't believe this is an example of that. I do, I don't believe, I do not I don't think that Daniel yeah. is in love with Emily. No. There was a time where I thought he was, or that he might have been, but I don't believe that anymore, and I think he's really in love with Sarah. And it's almost a tragedy when you see something like that. I feel really bad because I feel like it's not what Emily intended, but she's literally destroying this guy's life. I yeah. mean, I'm, I shouldn't feel bad because he... He's a murderer at this point. He just <laughs> yeah. But before him. that, <laughs> was that unexpected for you guys? That I mean, obviously we knew she was going to get shot. So once we see him look <laughs> at the gun, then it's a little more expected. But did you think that hearing what he heard, that would have been his reaction? That he was capable of murder? I was horrified, um, and it was kind of mirroring to me. Um, Sarah's suicide situation. Like, they both did really drastic things. Sarah was attempting to kill herself, and then he actually killed somebody, which is just as serious. Well, kind of, but... Um, and, well, yeah. And I was just shocked that he would do that out of all the people on the show. To be fair, there was a lot of reflection, right, in tonight's episode, and, and when she's giving her vows, right, they have the flashbacks and things like that. Um, and obviously in the boat, there's that whole slideshow. And so obviously you may not have necessarily seen that, but he's out on the deck and he's thinking about these various things and a lot's going through his mind. And so it's just, it's just a rush of emotion. And so I, I, I think as you know, he's hearing this speech between Emily and Victoria, he's seeing, he's connecting all the dots, just like Jack did, right? You know, like you caused Amanda's death. And, um, at least that's what it was for Jack. For for Dan, it's like, wow, look at all these things that have happened when you, you know, and, and so I don't know, you know, from Dan's perspective, to what end was all of this and what would it... So I think at that point he just felt a tremendous amount of anger because he was lied to and now he's married to someone that he doesn't love and that's tricked him this whole time. What's the deal that do you guys think? Were there bullets in the gun? Or what, what actually, I mean, yes, there are both, but what do you think actually happened here? He picks up the gun, he shoots her twice. Um, we know that she had that blood that she was going to use, but we, we think she actually got shot, correct? 
Uh, the more I think about it, <laughs> oh. I'm wondering if that gun had some kind of trigger that, like, bursts the little blood bubbles in her dress and then it made it look like she got shot, but she didn't really. Right. Perhaps. I mean, I don't know. The whole situation, I, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see, but I was surprised that he would pick that gun up and I would be even more surprised if Emily was so careless as to leave the gun loaded, loaded you yeah. know? I think it needed to be loaded because she was always going to fire in the air. Yeah, but if she was going to fire in the air, the shells would have landed... The bullets would have landed on the boat. Which, that's where she was, so hence, it would, they would have just yeah, landed where about, she had been shot. No, they don't really because know the bullets would have been in her. But the shells would be on... So there's bullets and then shells... I don't know how guns work. <laughs> yeah. There's shells and there's... Yeah, so the shells would have been on the ground, the bullets would have been inside the body. And the bullets... Unless it was a clean exit. <laughs> and now we're talking about something we have no idea about. So if you guys at home are like, these idiots have no idea what they're talking about, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. So please, of course, as always, iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe, YouTube, call in, 424-256, what's Studio B? 1633. 424-256, 1633. 1633. <laughs> um, so you can call us or social media us, and we want to know... What exactly happens when you shoot somebody? Where do the bullets and where do the shells go? Oh my god, it sounds psycho when you say it out loud. I like can't even. That's what I'm talking about. The show sometimes the subject matters are so surreal that when they have those human moments that we can we relate. Love them. I'm, I'm very appreciative of it. Here's what I do buy. I do buy Daniel because his look. You buy Daniel to, what? That he could is capable, and that that would be his reaction in that moment. Because when he comes back. To the rest of them. He has just that sickly, like, it almost looked like the Joker face of just, like, with, with a smile and just drunk and, like, yeah. Yeah, glassy eyes. If you guys remember, he already shot Aiden. That one time they got into that tiff. Remember? And he shot uh, Aiden and then he went to his dad was being uh, announced as congressman or what whatever he was. And he showed up with the blood stain on his shirt and was, like, fine. So... So maybe he's good at covering up I think we, Do you think that we give Daniel too much credit? I mean, sometimes I put him on team... Uh, team good guy? Yeah, team GG. He's not team... But he's just the, he, I, he, maybe he should the be tragedy. on BG. Or BG1. Maybe not BG1, but maybe BG2. I've said it from the... He's the sacrificial lamb. He, he is descending <laughs> into hell no matter what because of the good guys. Unquote. What do you think about Daniel? Where does he lie for you in your mind? I feel like he's kind of a bridge in between the two, and he goes back and forth. But at this point, I feel like he's pure evil. But he was drunk, but that's not an excuse. So when I think I'm he's drunk, bad. I kill. <laughs> when I'm drunk, I kill everyone. So the part of the plan that stayed intact is that Victoria was alone elsewhere because mm-hmm. Aiden made sure of that. Do we think that it's possible that Daniel would try to keep his mouth shut and blame this on his mother? Uh, like, well, there's opportunity for him to do that. And if he is purely evil, he would do that. But I don't know if he would actually follow through, even though he doesn't like his mom very much. What do you think, Phil? I mean, there, there, there's a way to pull it off because Lydia obviously gives her this incentive. And obviously there's two versions of the photograph, so now the argument becomes, well, which is real? 
is the one that Vic- that Lydia handed to Victoria mm-hmm. photoshopped, or is the one that was there? You know what I mean? So it just raises questions. And the fact that um, Conrad found the journal with Lydia, and it was like, okay, what plans do you have to bring me down? So there's that supposed motive. Like, as soon as things were happening, to me it looked like everyone was just going to split apart, and then everyone was going to be alone, and it was like, okay, who really shot her? Because everyone (laughs) now has an alibi or doesn't have an alibi because they were alone, no one can vouch for anybody. So that's what I thought the case was going to be, but, you know, and the fact that, you know, in some sense, you had Lydia who was alone, you had Victoria alone, and Daniel alone. Uh, it could be played in a multiple ways by everyone's part, not just the good guys, quote unquote. Right, and I I bet that the blackmail might um, kind of disappear for a little bit because nobody wants to blackmail somebody after they've been shot because it, it makes them number one target or on the hit list of somebody who would actually be the shooter. You know, so if for example, Lydia came out with this blackmail, then people would say, oh, Lydia's the one who shot her, obviously. She has some sort of vendetta against her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but the crazy part is we know Emily ends up in the hospital because we see that in scenes from um, the January episode, and we're, we'll wait to talk about that for predictions. But what we actually see this week is that Aiden is on the beach waiting, and he says that she should have been there 10 minutes ago, and that Jack comes there, and they find her dress. So, of course, Phil, being that <laughs> male he is, first thought Whoa. in his mind is, is she, is she naked? naked? <laughs> and then, of, of course... She you, must be! You just wanted to watch the screen turn to that, and now we're on an HBO show. Um, what, Ain't nothing what's, wrong with that. <laughs> that is true. What's going on here, guys? Why is the dress there? It's got blood on it. Where is she, and why hasn't she activated her beep, beep, beep? Distress signal. That makes me think she actually did get shot, because if she's going to end up in the hospital in the end, you know, she has to have some kind of wound. Right. Right. So I now I take that. back what I said earlier. However, she has friends in such high places. She could have, like, fake <laughs> I don't even know. Holes. I don't even know at this point. What do you think? I think a couple of things. I, I, I think she didn't do it because as with the with the scenes from next week she i believe she really lost her memory and so she's confused she doesn't know who she is and that's gonna be complicated oh i However, think that might be a play but keep going well i'm a little upset that they we, we did see scenes from next week only because it was such a great cliffhanger right that i wanted just just leave it right just leave me with that going into 2014 just say hey back january 6th whatever it is And I'm there because I'm like, well, what's going to happen? I don't need a preview. Right. Or if we do get a preview, then show it more in the, not the hospital, but like just split seconds. Like they usually do that flash and flash, flash, flash of different things. Yeah. Um, But what do you think is actually going on at this time? I know you think she's naked and she probably (laughs) is, but. I believe she did get shot. I believe she really did get shot. Okay. Okay. I think that pretty much covers the episode. I mean, do you guys want to jump into some predictions? Yeah. Because we, we've already started talking about them a little bit. Yeah. So you believe she actually got shot and you believe she actually lost her memory. What do you think? I don't think she lost her memory. I think she's putting on the typical Emily show. And you think she's doing that because she doesn't want to have Daniel know that she knows he shot her? 
Yeah. She's going to claim that. Oh, I like it that. Is the, uh, <laughs> because she's going to claim Victoria did it. And if she has her memory, then she can't claim that. Yeah. And then that will give Daniel the chance to not fess up about it. Is Daniel going to leave her for Sarah? <laughs> he wants to. I mean, what? What if if it is part of the plan, which it very well could be, by saying you can't remember anything and having to stay in a hospital, it gives you time to re-strategize <coughs> as opposed to if you come back and, and Daniel's like, oh, I hate you, you know, uh, and by the way, I shot you, then I have to respond, and you know what I mean? This just buys her time. So I, I don't know. I'm excited for what's going to happen. I really think it's it's going to be good, and I want it to be good. So What about Jack? Jack. You know, this poor boy. Oh, my God. Poor boy. We don't know, I don't know about Jack. I mean, I think that at some point he's got to confess his love for Emily before she goes riding off in the sunset. Yeah. I give, you know, it, in terms of Aiden, I give him a lot of credit in tonight's episode because he did everything according to plan despite how it was happening in those moments. Right. So when uh, Victoria was in that moment, you know, uh, he got her and he was like, you got two minutes go you know i'm still i'm no matter what i'm gonna make this work for you yeah but it's also a little selfish you have to think it's not just for her it's i'm gonna make this work so we can be together well it's love it's we i i suppose (laughs) i suppose what kind of complications is patrick gonna cause now that he has this remote and something something oh dear do you think nolan did that on purpose no no i certainly do not okay to be fair it's a safe so like if you're it in a could rich, be anything in there. I mean, only on revenge would we jump to the conclusion that like he's going to know that something is behind it. But like in a normal rich person's house, quote unquote, <laughs> people have safes. That's a very very valid point. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. <laughs> Didn't even think of that normal thing right there. I know. <laughs> yeah, he could just be like, I keep my money in there, and I would say. Oh, okay, but no, it's going to be some big, huge thing, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, any other predictions? Anything you can think of that you think either will happen on January 5th, which is when we'll be back, or will happen in 2014? Oh, um, I just, I want everything to be happy, as usual. I want you Sarah are too and Daniel. Cute. You are just too cute. <laughs> Sarah and Daniel. Um, Team I don't Daniel. Know. What do you think Jack is going to say to Emily? That's what I was thinking two minutes ago, and I forgot my train of thought. I think he's just going to be happy that she's there and not run away. And I think yeah. that Emily, that he's going to use the opportunity because if Emily actually did lose her memory, which I'm not sure, certain she did, but if she did, I think he's going to. I think I think he's going to be torn because who forced her hand to play this um, this plot earlier than she ever wanted to? Right, Jack. Yeah, but I think he regretted that he did that. Hence, why I think he's going to be he's going to be really torn. Because if she is really shot, and if she is really with memory loss, he's gonna, this poor guy's gonna be so torn. Um, I also I'm interested to see how the truth kind of reveals itself because Charlotte's always been on the fence. So I want to see where her alliances go and what she's gonna do and say. And uh, yeah, I think Charlotte will play a bigger factor in this entire show than anybody ever realized she might. Yeah, and I'm gonna be interested to see again. Depending on how it comes out, um, as to how Lydia and Conrad re- react to each other. In terms of what? In terms of, because again, Conrad could think, oh, wow, this, okay, well, 
obviously what would happen was a bad thing. Emily was shot. Um, you were conspiring. There's photos. And we, I, you know, I did see that diary again, going back to the diary. So like, were you trying to yeah. take me down? Was this just a failed thing? And unfortunately now my son's taking the blame for this. Are you nuts? Like, we'll but see. I think Lydia was accounted for at the time. I think the only people who aren't accounted for are Victoria and Daniel, who I think, I think Charlotte's going to think Daniel was behind her watching this screening the entire time. We'll find out. But we don't know. Okay, I think those are our predictions. I'm literally devastated that I, we don't get to be here until January 5th again. That makes me so sad. And the only thing that will make it any better is you guys at home. Please, 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 as always, iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe. We want to know what you're thinking. YouTube, of course. And if you want to talk to me, you can find me at Roxy Stryer. At Sarah GGG. Or, of course, at AfterBuzz TV. We always want to speak to you guys. You are what keeps us getting through the week every week because this is going to be a really hard blow. What What is that? Three weeks away? Two Some weeks. Like two weeks. Oh. Two, <laughs> two three weeks. But That's two here's weeks the, off. Here's the interesting part. So we have, I think... I think we have that episode, and I think that's what as much as we get until March. Okay. Is what I think it is. Okay. Well, anyway, just more reason to talk to us throughout the week. Happy and, holidays. And happy <laughs> holidays, of course, at home. I hope your holidays go a little better than Emily Thorne's wedding went. <laughs> and until the 5th yeah. of January. 6th? The 5th. I think it's the 5th. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> I can accept that. <laughs> <laughs> From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.